Good morning. This is Live from the Heartland with a little Funky Daisy who are appearing tonight at Space in Evanston trying to get us warmed up out of this cold spring. We finally have some warm temps by the midweek, but at least we have the sun today. Hallelujah. A great show lined up with you. I'm with Katie Hogan and Michael James, and we're going to have a talk about manufacturing jobs in Chicago with Dan Swinney and a conversation about bringing youth into theater as they um, either come out of detention center or pick up their lives and start over again with me, Palodowski, and Judy Davis. And Story Catchers Theater will, is what we'll be talking about there. And in just a moment, we'll be talking about the Loyola Dunes Restoration Project with Ann Whalen. So stick around for the next hour. Lots of conversation about local news, politics, and culture, starting with the wave of strikes that are going on around the country, Katie and Michael, with teachers this time. Um, they're West actually Virginia. walkouts. I think that the union people would call them a uh, wildcat strike. Um, and the interesting thing is that they're all in right-to-work states. Uh, and uh, what some people glibly call Trump territory, I don't buy that. Um, West Virginia, Oklahoma, I think uh, uh, Arizona's coming up this week. In Kentucky. Kentucky, thank you. Um, and the thing I really liked, I read last night, was uh, that uh, there was a disrespectful state representative, some dude named McDougal, who uh, spoke badly about the teachers, and within 24 hours, he had an opponent for his next, uh, his upcoming election. And she raised money, too. And she is a teacher. She is an Oklahoma teacher named Cindy Ralston. For those who are inclined, drop her five bucks, okay? (laughs) And let's make that blue wave that Scott Walker is so afraid of. Yes, he certainly was upset about this Supreme Court election. And he should be. It's ruining all his plans. Oh, yes. That's the Supreme Court in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And just to bring it back close to home, the Loyola part-time faculty staged a one-day walkout, strike, wildcat action, uh, which probably got deeper negotiations going on. the plight of part-time faculty at all of our universities and college has been well established uh, as one of those people. Um, we don't get paid much, uh, even while students are racking up uh, student loans. The dichotomy there is stunning to me, um, but uh, it is what it is because some of us still love to teach whatever we're not being paid. and. Uh, it's just something weird about this country. Oh, no, it's always been weird, and there's always money for yet another sports arena. Oh, yeah. So, you know, come on, please. <laughs> Let's just tell it like it is. I'd What's love to important? see the NCAA spending some money on teachers rather than the next. Yeah, that'll be the day. Sorry. And Loyola in particular, which is really cashing in on this thing. Some of that bobblehead money ought to go to uh, paying faculty a little bit more. Speaking of money and education, uh, our, our uh, favorite organization, Network 49, is co-sponsoring uh, a showing of Backpack Full of Cash at 400 Theater Monday night, 6 p.m., doors open, free pizza, film starts at 6.30. Uh, rise, uh, raise your hand, and Network 49 are sponsoring this, and it's all about how we fund our education and how we do not fund our education right now. It's, uh, we encourage everybody to take part in this neighborhood uh, event. Um, let's see. We also speaking still on schools. University of Chicago shooting um, this week raised a lot of issues that that will not go away. People, they just will not go away. The way we police not only uh, civilly in in the city, but also these private 
police forces on campus. We talked about it for Loyola, and now it happened at UFC. I, I frankly felt this was finally one shooting that went the way it should. The person is recovering in the hospital as opposed to dead. And I think that Eric Zorn has a particularly intriguing column in his weekend column that takes another look at this. Um, the context around um, police brutality and, and some of the in other incidents that have been going on sets up this particular incident in a certain way. But before we all jump to conclusions, I agree with you, Katie. This is something where probably good training led to a better result than what we've been seeing in the headlines recently. Yeah, and we exactly. should really take a page from, from what happened and learn from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, while we're looking at that, Carlos Rosa is pushing for an elected school board, amongst other reforms. Elected to, police board. Excuse me, police board. That's all right. We're looking for both. We're for both. both. We're for both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is that is part of the conversation at this point, which is deep, and we'll probably soon have a show, uh, have a guest on the show that will unpack some of that for us um, more fully because it is actively. Uh, happening in city council, which is better than it not happening. And of course, in a related development this week, Deerfield, Illinois banned assault weapons, which immediately drew a suit from the NRA. And um, predictably, I think it's pretty interesting how some gun owners have come out in support of this because they see assault weapons as something that the military should have, but nobody else. Yeah. Good luck. And thank you, Deerfield. <clears throat> And the mayor's race is heating up. Uh, we've got a bunch of white guys running. Uh, we got Gary McCarthy and Paul Vallis um, versus another guy, Rom. And there's not a lot of talk about Troy LaRivier. How do you say that correctly? You, you did French good. students? You did good. Uh, who probably is uh, probably will beat all of them. But Willie Wilson is back, and he's thrown a curve. A lot of money going into the race. Well, Willie Wilson was the reason that there was a. Um uh, runoff. A runoff last time with Chewy, uh, Chewy and Rom. Uh, I mean, giving credit where credits due. He got eleven percent of the vote. Yeah, so that's that. What is what pushed the 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 uh, what's the word again? The runoff. Runoff. Thanks. <laughs> what's that other word about forgetting things? Oh yeah, dementia. Sorry. Uh, you don't have it, Kate. You just, uh, <laughs> just you just forgetful. got short-term memory loss. <laughs> We had one of the candidates visit our neighborhood this yeah. past week, Katie. What was that event like? It was great. It was great. Uh, Troy's got a compelling rap. Um, he uh, he parallels his experience as a, a principal in the schools and how money does and does not come into the neediest part of the school system. Um, it, it's actually it's a it's a well developed rap that some. That people should um, make an effort to to uh, see and hear. I think it's a compelling personal story beyond the personality politics between him and the mayor. He Troy personifies what we would like to see happen with not only public education but people gaining success despite all odds. That's right. It is really a phenomenal personal story, and one that I think does deserve a far broader audience. Well, he had a great audience uh, in Rogers Park. I hope he was happy with that turnout. Um, and uh, I know he's doing these listening sessions and talking sessions all around the city. So look it up, Troy LaRivier. Um, you're going to be hearing more about him. Uh, Next Saturday, Network 49 will be sponsoring a very interesting uh, forum. Uh, April is Fair Housing Month in light of our celebration of Dr. King's assassination this past week. It seems very telling that we would revisit the issue of fair housing, this time in the context of the difficulty voucher holders have in actually finding apartments to rent. 
And so uh, not welcome, the uneven geographies of housing choice will be the forum uh, next Saturday from 11 to 1230 at Potawatomi Park, 7340 North Rogers. Please join us for a fascinating discussion. And our friends up at the Heartland Cafe have a lot going on. Uh, there's a new menu. There's uh, a lot of new fixed-up rooms, a uh, number of new people. Uh, they have quite a coffee bar scene in the morning going. And they're I gonna... can attest to that. Yeah, it's good. Great croissant. And they, uh, they make pretty little cups of coffee with the cream whipped around doing <laughs> special things. And they're going to actually have an event 10 to 2 next Friday, the 13th, uh, the spring coffee bar opening. And you will get your picture taken by Barista Patrick, who's quite a photographer, and he has a Polaroid, and so it'll be a nice little treat. Uh, one other thing, uh, Katie, I don't know if you have any information on the uh, storytelling, but well, I'm going to tell people in advance that the International Pop Overthrow, which is a week-long, uh, actually six or seven days. Returning to the heartland, yes. <clears throat> and they are uh, bringing bands from all over the country. It's quite a scene, yeah, and that's going on. Maybe we'll get more information on this, but just so you know, it's from the 20th to the 28th of April uh, in the bar, uh, now called the Heartland Bar. Uh, but Tuesday night, they're doing their uh, serving the sentence thing, which is basically industry folks coming into the restaurant. The, starting, uh, the start of the sentence is, I said no. <laughs> and then they see where it goes. So that's uh, 7.30 uh, Tuesday night at the Heartland Cafe, one of our favorite joints in the world. Uh, and in regional news, yes. <laughs> this past week, the Nestle Company received a special use permit to expand <gasps> the amount of water it's pulling out of a spring in the middle of northern Michigan. Uh, this is water they get out of, out of uh, the aquifer, which, of course, is probably fed by Lake Michigan, it's, although it's inside the state quite a bit. And Nestle basically gets this water for the cost of the permit. Virtually for free. So they can put it in plastic bottles and allow us to get that wonderful Ice Mountain spring water. Boycott. But they, uh, there were over 80,000 people opposed this. Right. And there were about 80 people, not 1,000, just 80 people who were for it. And guess who won? Yeah, Michigan is uh, is got its something up its something, and uh, we've got we really got to uh, speak <laughs> against this. I, I mean that that's water that goes away; it doesn't come back. Plus, it's being put in plastic, which we will have with us the next twenty thousand years, as the oceans will currently tell us. And the lakes. Yes. And China. I, there was a long thing on public radio today about plastic in China. 